Welcome to the J&J Show here on the Michigan Hodocast. That J stands for Jared and Jay Morris. Jay Morris, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Jared. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, the season is over. Well, the regular season is over. Now's the time for most important time of the school year. And I'm going to surprise you by saying this. It is finals time. <laughs> school is finals. Isn't that right? Don't you go to school to uh, get a degree to move on? So right now, finals are coming up, aren't they? Yes, they are. They are. They and are. And then we do have a little thing to take care of, and that's a bowl game in which we will be playing Florida. Florida. Second time. And, and will you be there, Jamie? Are you going? I'm planning on Jerry. I'm planning on there. going down there. Yeah, I'll be there. I be I'll be there. Actually, uh, the last time Michigan played Florida in uh, the Citrus Bowl, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow, and I, I went Lloyd to Lloyd Carr's final game. Yeah, I was there, and uh, I will be there again. It's a uh, it's, it's almost a, a rematch. They're also playing against Florida, playing Florida again. So that will be a very interesting game. So I'm looking forward to it and, and looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. That's right. We haven't seen each other in a long time, bro. Yeah. but So um, Michigan State is the Big Ten champion. They will represent uh, – the Big Ten champion. They won, beat Iowa, which makes me so hot because I know we were we're a better team than Michigan State, and we should have won that game. So, when it looks at you know my my standpoint, um, how does how does it make you feel? How do you feel about seeing Michigan State win that that championship game against Iowa? Well, I mean. Uh, anything anything good for state is not good for Anna, Michigan. So that being said, uh, I'm not happy about it. I mean, I, I think that, you know, anything happens in football and it happened good for them. They're, they they were a team of destiny when that, when that, when that punt hit the ground and the young man, uh, Blake uh, O'Neill picked up that ball and got, and got freight trained and they ran it in for a touchdown. You knew that something that was a special season for them because that that normally wouldn't happen. We would kick that punt and just go. But like you said, we had that game won nine time, nine different ways and lost it one way. So uh, it's something that I don't like to talk about. Yeah, and now they are in the playoffs. Um, <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't like to talk about it either. So anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, this show, a review, we, we spoke a little bit last last week on, on the review of our season and talked about our players and, and our coaching staff. Uh, we do have a little news, you know, um, for the bowl game coming up. Our old defensive coordinator will be, will be returning back to his position as the defensive coordinator for, for the bowl game. Yeah. That uh, coach uh, Madison, Greg Madison, uh, which is not a bad thing. The kids are familiar with him. And then you're going to uh, see Chris Partridge, who's head of recruiting. He becomes the uh, linebacker position coach too. 
So there's some there's some movement, but there's familiarity with the whole staff, and you know that the staff is solidified. So you're okay, and Coach Durkin has moved on to Maryland. He has moved on to Maryland, and I did read somewhere that uh, there will be at least one or two coaches that will accompany him, leaving, going on to coach on the staff, which, you know, you like to say, you know, when you're a coach, you, you, you know, you want to move up. So player or coaches who leave and go on, you, you feel good about, you feel sad that they're leaving, but you feel good that they are moving up in their hierarchy of coaching and, and taking a new situation that may be a better situation for them personally and their family. So you happy to see that, you know, with DJ, I'm, he, he did a great job with his defense. And to see him get a, a head coaching job, I'm, I, I'm happy for him. I think that uh, anyone that goes with him, I'm, I'm happy for them too. It's, it's, it's never a, a personal thing when it's something like coaching, when there's moved so much. You know, when you look at it, they, they came all the way from San Francisco and the NFL ranks and, and came to college and did a good job. So, DJ moving on and any coach that feels the, the need to, to move on with him, I, I hold no grudge. I'm glad that he was here and he spent the time with the team and, and he did an outstanding job as far as I'm concerned. Oh, he did a great job. He infused he infused his team. Uh, I think uh, they had a lackluster the year before under Coach Brady Hoke and uh, their staff, but uh, he came in and infused his team with his excitement um, he put in the man-to-man uh, in the secondary, uh, zone blitzes, everything. They came after people. I mean, he, and he, he put all kinds of energy in this defense. So by him leaving, going, going to Maryland, more power to him. Good, good luck and, you know, wish the best for him. And as you said, some, some coaches may go with him, and we wish them the luck. That's the, that's the coaching carousel that we see. That's what we – I mean, that's the job, and that's – that's what they. That's what they. The, DJ just accomplished the ultimate job that he was looking for. He's looking for a job at, the, at 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 a university level and be a head coach. So you can't fault him for doing what he's doing. And you know we wish him all the best, as as you said. Um, and we got to move forward. Let's keep going. We got Florida on, 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 in our sights, and we just got to play. Just got to get ready to play. And you know, I you know I know when we play, Jared. I know. We played hard. I know I played hard, so I'd get somewhere warm. So, you know, if I could take, you know, two, three days to get down to Florida and have some fun, that was, that was the thing. So I'm sure these players are looking forward to getting down the floor. And remember, this is a team that went 5-7 and seven last year, and they didn't have a bowl. They, they didn't get to go to a bowl. They didn't have bowl practices. So this is a team that's hungry and they're ready. And they're happy to be. They're happy to go to this bowl. So a lot of people said, "Oh, you didn't make the, uh, you know, the uh, what do you call it, the uh, the the, la- the final six, you know, the the bowl game, the the uh, January six games." And I said, you know, you said, "Well, so what? They made a bowl game. That's an, that's an accomplishment in itself." So that being said, then you line it up and you say the next the, the next phase is to get there. You know, you set goals, and you know how that is. You, you mentioned that, and I'm trying to think, uh, with this senior class, how many bowl games – is this the first or second? No, second, right? With this senior class? No. This, 
speculate. They went to they no. They went to the um, they went to the Buffalo Wild Wing Bowl in Arizona, the one that was played before the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, they played in um, a bowl game. Uh, they played. Um, and that that was that was 2013, right? Right. Because Shane Moore started that game. And uh, they skipped last year, and then they had, and then they're this year. Yeah. So they skipped a year before that too. So the 2012, they were not 13. Um, it's that's having this conversation of having to look and and search as to when a team, when a Michigan team was in a bowl game and not, is foreign language to me. Every year that was that was it was a given. You know that we play our regular season and then we're going to go to a bowl game. Finally, finally, maybe we're back. We're back to to that to to those feelings of of you know we're always going to play in a bowl game at the end of the season. And the atmosphere now seems to be back at at, at that level where it's anticipated and we expect to be playing in a. A January bowl game this year, a major bowl game, and I'm happy to say <laughs> that even though we're returning and playing a, a Florida, in which a team that we have played before in a bowl in this same bowl, that it uh, really is, is almost symbolic because it was the last time it was Lloyd Carr's last game, and now it becomes Jim Harbaugh's first bowl game as a head coach. Isn't that symbolic? It's very symbolic. I mean, when you think about it, it's very symbolic. Uh, it's a chance to, but as you said, it's a start for something that we need, we need to get started with. So uh, let's, the, the, you know, you, ho- you hope this senior class gets to, you know, these players that are going to play on this team are going to send these seniors off with a victory. And uh, it's a start of something good. Maybe we can get a bowl game uh, streak that we had when we played. And we keep and that streak keeps going with uh, Coach Harbaugh and keeps going for a long time to come. So in this episode, uh, Jamie, is there anything particular that uh, you would like to you know, share? <laughs> because it is, uh, like we said, our, our, our overview of the season a little bit, a little preview of the bowl game. Anything in particular on your mind? Well, I think what we need to do is we got we to gotta, uh, look at this team a little closer and, you know, take in the fact that this is the same team with a different coach and a different quarterback. This is the same team that went seven and five. So we have got they, – they took a new staff, and you, you know that staff didn't get there till around about this time of this year, last year. And you've got to applaud that the senior leadership that this team had in their want to and how the things they did to change and to win four more games from last year, how they came out and played hard for the, for, for, for the uh, season that they had. And, yeah, we could, we could sit here and say what could have been and what, what should have been, but you know what? These, play, these senior players came out and demonstrated senior leadership this year, and you've got to be proud with the foundation that they built for Coach Harbaugh. And now we've got to move to the next level 
and the players that are going to remain, they need to remember how hard it, how hard it was to get to that level and, you know, strive to do a little, a little harder, strive to be a Big Ten champion. I mean, the big, they're going to be sitting there, and like you and I talked about, it's hard to realize that Michigan State is sitting there in the Big Ten champion seat and you're just you're you're a play away from, you know, destroying. I mean, beating them, and it, it, it's hard to uh, take that back into consideration. But you know what? Football is a game of luck too. So we didn't have the luck on our side, but great season. Move on. Let's send these seniors off with a, with a great victory, and let's get ready for another. Let's get ready for the next season. Is it? We are getting ready for it, and, and you know, you you said that uh, this coaching staff. I I I, I did get some questions uh, about our this coaching. You know, what was the difference? Like you just said, that the players, pretty much the same players. And uh, one question did come in to me and said, "Ask what I think. What do I think uh, was the difference?" And and it was the coaching staff and and the philosophy that they brought and the team accepting that philosophy and, and going with the philosophy and believing in the philosophy. And when a team does that and, and they believe that that's the way that we're going to get this thing changed and they start doing it and it starts changing, it just becomes more believable. I think, uh, we discussed before in the last few years of, of, of change. If the last few years the change had occurred and the winning continued to come, the change would have still been going on. But when you don't win games, then you have to, you have to change again. You have to adjust, adapt. You have to overcome those, those obstacles that are creating uh, a problem for you. And this year, in that short period of time, this coaching staff has done those things that were necessary to get things moved into the right position and, and some victories lined up together uh, that made it a, a successful season. So I, 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 we don't want to speak prematurely, and we're not, because the regular season is over, and we do, I do look at this season. I think everyone looked at, at this regular season as a successful season. We do have one game remaining, but uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, this Michigan program has something to be proud about, and that is the way that they have come on with a new coaching staff and taking a hold of this new philosophy of, or a return in philosophy. And it is showing dividends by picking up victories. So I'm, I'm applauding that. I think both of us are applauding the fact that Michigan's been, Michigan played a, a overwhelmingly uh, above what we thought they would play this year with one game still remaining. So kudos to everyone. Tonight is the football bus. Just to share with the listeners, what is the bust or the Michigan football bust? Well, the football bust is where uh, it's uh, hosted by the U of M club of greater Detroit, the oldest and largest club uh, in the alumni association. 
And what they do is, is they host and they present rings to the senior class, the, se- the, the seniors that are not coming back, um, M rings, the prestigious M rings. And they've been doing it for, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here, uh, 90, 90 some odd years. And uh, what that does is, is it, it lets you know, and only, only, only the men of Michigan, only the, the players, the former players of Michigan that have played for four years are presented with that ring. So uh, guys that have left early to go to the NFL, they do not possess those rings. If you've been there for four, four years, you are presented with, with, with your M ring. And uh, you, you know as well as I how prestigious that is. And um, you, uh, you sit there, you have a meal, uh, you sit on, an, uh, uh, on a podium. <laughs> what? And, and the seniors get to speak. Uh, I do, do you remember your speech when receiving your uh, I, I do remember it. I, was, I, I, was, I wish I could go back and redo it because I was really shy and really nervous, and I didn't want to get up there and speak. <laughs> I, I kept sitting down. I remember. I wanted to sit down. I didn't want to get up there and do that. But um, with a new coach, Jared, with a new coach, Jared, yeah. uh, things have changed. Coach Harbaugh has eliminated all seniors the opportunity to speak. The only people that will speak are the ones that are receiving awards, the MVP, uh, the offensive player, the offensive centers, excuse me, the Offensive Lineman Award, the um, this prestigious Bob Ufer Award, um, those, those, those uh, seniors or members of the team will speak. We will present the seniors in a whole, and they will get their rings, but not every senior will get that opportunity to speak. Uh, well, that took a long time anyway. Um, it did. You were eight, and I was expecting you to say that. That yeah. that will shorten the time of sitting in that crowd for yeah. three hours listening to everybody speak. <laughs> sitting out in the, in the audience, uh, you know, you like to hear or see a senior for get an opportunity to say something, but it took so long. I remember how long it took, and um, but it, did, they made that announcement already. I mean. Because this will be the first banquet. No, I'm giving. No, I'm actually giving you some insight that people don't even know. Oh, they don't know that yet. People don't. That hasn't. Yeah, that hasn't come out. You. They won't be too bothered with that. Because uh, I remember uh, when when my uh, fourth year, um, some guys were so nervous that they had to say something. You know. And, and other guys like myself, I, I couldn't wait. To... <laughs> you took too long. You went through all four years. You? you went through all four years, didn't you? You went down memory lane. And you wanted everybody to know. So you one of those guys. That's that's why yeah. they cut. That's why they cut them out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. You had a lot to get off your chest. Yeah, of course, of course. So it's all right. It's all right that they uh, that they did that. But that's tonight. That is tonight in Detroit, right? Where where is that held? Actually, it's going to be in uh, 
uh, it's right in Livonia. It's uh, right outside of Detroit. Uh, it's not downtown anymore. Uh, it is actually at the Laurel Manor, which is uh, at the uh, off of uh, I-96 in uh, Livonia. Are you gonna Are you gonna be there? I will be there for a certain time, Jared. But you know, I have a time limit, and I, I you know, once you've been to the bus four straight years, you, you know what the bu- what the bus possess. And I, I just want to add, there are forty two qualified seniors. You know whether they can 42. be asked to come back or not. There are forty two qualified seniors, Coach Harbaugh. I'm thinking he didn't want to have all 42, which is why the change in this year's football bus. Maybe next year's will be different, but I'm just letting you know, this year's football bus, all seniors won't be speaking. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Which makes a lot of sense. Well, you'll be able to to, to, uh, speak on that next week. Anyway, you know what? I will. While we're in here, let's let's uh, do a ask the huddle because um, something came up, and uh, that is that the sitting athletic director, interim athletic director, exactly, interim athletic director, he's made it very clear, and we've always known this that uh, he was only doing it on an interim basis. And actually he was, he's, his name is, uh, what's his name? Um, His name is Jim Hackett, former center here. He played it. He played for Michigan for Bo Schembechler in the uh, mid seventies. And Hackett has has made an announcement that, you know, it's pretty, pretty, it's coming, his time is pretty close to being ended. So the, the, Opportunity for Michigan to choose another athletic director is is coming up, and um, so the question is, who do you think is going to be uh, the best person for for the job? And there are some names that have come up that you and I, you and I, we both have played with some of these guys. So let's discuss that when we return on the J and J show here on Middle Michigan Huddlecast. All right, welcome to the Ask the Huddle installment here on the Michigan Huddlecast. And as we said, we were talking about uh, the athletic director and Hackett name or saying that he, you know, his, his time is going to be cut short pretty much here. So the choices of who will be his replacement have been pretty much named or talked about. And uh, let's discuss those first. You and I have played with a couple of these guys, Jamie. You know, Ward Manuel, Brad uh-huh. Bates. Brad Bates. Uh-huh. Actually, you played with Brad. I, I, I didn't. I played. Ward was, uh, he came in with me and said, time at Michigan as an assist, associate athletic director there for many years, has gone on to the University of Buffalo, and now he's at the University of Connecticut where they had tremendous success in the athletic program the basketball team, male and female, same year winning the national championship. He's had a tremendous amount of uh, success. So the question is, who 
who's going to be the person? Will it be uh, Brad Bates, uh, Warden Manuel, Jeff Long, who's also been at Michigan, Joe Parker? Who do you think? Who was at Michigan? Well, I mean, you can't go wrong with any one of those people. I mean, the breakdown is Ward Manuel was an athletic was an assistant athletic director under under uh, Tom Goss and Bill Martin. Uh, Brad Brad Bates is probably the guy who's got the most experience of all the bunch. Brad Bates was uh, assistant athletic director down at Vanderbilt, became athletic director at at Miami of Ohio and then has moved on to Boston College, where he is the current athletic director. And when you look at um, Jeff Long, Jeff Long was at Michigan. Uh, he was actually a GA when I, when I played at Michigan, and he moved into athletic administration. Um, he was the athletic, he was assistant athletic director under Joe Robeson and under Tom Goss left and moved around, and now is currently the athletic director at Arkansas at the University of Arkansas. Uh, and then Joe Parker. Joe Parker is probably the – he's probably the one that has the most familiarity right now at um, Michigan. Uh, with that being said, what I mean by saying that, Joe Parker was the one when the stadium was renovated. Joe Parker was the um, director of development that sold uh, the club seats and suites at Michigan. He's more familiar with the current donor structure. He knows everybody in, at, at, the, uh, at the university, except for the, the, there's a new president, and Joe doesn't know that, uh, the, that new president. But that being said, he is now currently the director of athletics at Colorado State. So um, you're looking – and then there's, all, there's also Diane Dietz, who played at Michigan and is the all-time leading scorer in women's basketball history – and is currently at the Big Ten office uh, who interacts with uh, uh, athletic directors throughout the Big Ten. So you have a plethora of um, experience. You have an opportunity, diversity. So, And the president has said he's not just going to, uh, although that's a good, those are great choices, he's not just going to leave his choices to those, those individuals. He's doing a national search. I'm going to say this. Michigan is such a bugaboo. I would stay in, in, the, in that, little, that little pool and pick from those groups. And you can't go wrong with any, any one of those, as you pointed out, Jared. I mean, you, you got familiarity with those, with those uh, opportunities, those people. I, I would stay in that, in that little pool and stay with those guys. You know what I think the problem will be is that – Everyone that you've named is, are very qualified, but they have some good jobs. I mean, where they are, they have some good universities, good athletic programs, and they're doing well. It would be hard to, you know, not obviously Michigan is a great place to be, but if you're, you've been somewhere for a number of years and it's working, you know, it's, that's a big decision to, to uproot your family, your, your life, and move into, even though it, Michigan athletic director would be a great position, but it's still, you're not leaving a great position. That's a, that, you know, that may have, so why, why I'm saying that is because it's necess, it, it may be necessarily the fact that 
the first person that, that Michigan offers this job may turn it down. No, you're right. You're right. There may be some people that may not want to leave, and that's a tough. That's a tough situation. I mean, you're asking, as you pointed out, you're asking someone to uproot that have been someplace for a long time, whether they 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 came from Michigan or not. Right. You're asking them to. You're going back to a situation instead of living the situation that you're in. So you're right. I I don't. I would not fault them to. You know, actually. Like I said, uh, you know, with Ward, and we came in, we, we came in this, the class of 1986, we came in that year at, as the number one recruiting class in the nation, and Ward was an a outstanding player, a defensive tackle, and ended up injuring himself and not being able to play all four years, but went on to uh, graduate and go to graduate school right there in Michigan before he started working in the athletic department. So he moved up the ranks, and I know for the fact that, you know, him spending a number of years at the University of Buffalo before moving on to Connecticut, I know how hard it was for him just to to leave from Buffalo Uh and go to Connecticut. So now he's had, with the success that he's having in Connecticut, and now when you look at Brad Bates, who's, who started you know, at Ball and, and had a lot of success at Vanderbilt and then moving on to Boston College, oh, man, I do not envy the decision for the committee that will be choosing this athletic director um, because they have a lot of great candidates, a lot of people who are, who are qualified, and that are going to have to make some hard decisions on whether to take a job and leave where they are right now. Not a situation that is uh, I'm looking forward to, especially if I was <laughs> the president. And you got to look at this too. Whoever takes that job, you have to look at um, you know the football coach in any program is always like a, has a, a very strong presence. So whoever becomes athletic director, uh, you would think that the relationship between athletic director and the coach has to be one of of smooth and uh, healthy relationship. So do you think that uh, they'll approach Harbaugh as as someone that to talk to and when they are making this choice of athletic director? I don't think I don't think uh, publicly, but I think privately. I think that's a big. Pl- I think I think this athletic director's got to meet the potential athletic director of all of them. Have to meet with Jim Harbaugh. I think uh, they got, they they got to find some synergies because you need you need. It's been proven that football needs to work here at Michigan for everything else to work. So that being said, and I'm not saying it in in a in 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 a. Um, a bad kind of a way, but we saw what happened a, a year ago when the team went seven and five. And I think when I've, I've had the opportunity to talk to other coaches in other sports and they understand if, foot, if you have a, a healthy football program, you have a healthy athletic program. So you've got to sit down. Not the, He's not on the committee. Coach Harbaugh is not on the committee and nor does he want to be on the committee. But I think, he needs to meet this athletic director, he or she, 
and, you know, see if they have some synergies together to make sure that they're heading in the same direction. Or, or, yeah, for sure. I'm totally in agreement with that. Anyway, thank you. Well, thank you, James, for answering that question, and, and thank the people for sending in questions, asking the questions. This being the last or the review season episode, you still can send in your questions, statements, comments, concerns, we're always listening to you. We can always return your emails or your tweets. Again, you can get us at my name is Jared Bunch, at Jared Bunch on Twitter, at Jared Bunch, and jmorris23 on Twitter. We're always open to listening to what you have to say. We'll try to get back to you as soon as we can. It's been a great Season so far, we do have one game remaining. It's going to be a lot going on in between now and the bowl game. <clears throat> a lot of practices going on, a lot of changes in the coaching staff, but it's something that we look forward to. So, if you're like us, sit around, follow the Michigan Wolverines, and look for. The bowl game. When do you are you? Do you think you're going to be going down early? Uh, no, probably I'm going to go down on. Uh, well, what's early? Twenty. I'm going to go down on the twenty between the twenty sixth and the twenty seventh. Right, and the team usually goes down Christmas Day, right? Exactly. Yes. All right. So, will you be at any of the practices, or because I, I don't know where they're where. Well, I'm sure they probably have local high school. A local high school, but they don't know where they will be training yet. Not yet. I mean, it's going to take some time to figure it out where they're going to be. Trying to set up to see, because possibly we can do the podcast from from do a podcast from there. Yeah, and actually, um, you know, maybe even bring some of the players on. Uh, before, before, you know, during the week, do one, do one during the week. If at, at, if we find out where a hotel they're staying at or something, right? And they'll have a have a couple of guests on that way, so we can even bring them our fans closer to the Michigan huddle and the Michigan experience. I know. I always look forward to the bowl games. You know, there's parts of time of the season that you always look forward to. The beginning of the season until we start camp. <laughs> exactly. You look forward to it until camp starts, and then you look forward for, for the first game, then you look for the Big Ten season, then you look for the bowl game. So winding down, we're looking for this bowl game, and we will bring a lot of knowledge and a lot of players into the huddle before this bowl game. Down and look forward to seeing you down in Florida. That will do it for the J and J show. You have been inside the Michigan Huddle with Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris. Stick with us for this final game. Check us out. We will do a pre-game show from Orlando live trying to bring some of the players on the show to talk about this final game of this 
inaugural season of the Jim Harbaugh era. Look forward to seeing you, Jamie, down in Orlando. Thanks, everyone, for being with us all year long. We'll be back with yet another installment of the Michigan Huddlecast. Go Wolverines. Go Blue. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. Get in the huddle at HuddlePass.com and HuddlePassNation.com. You can also subscribe for free to the Huddle Pass Weekly Game Plan and to your program's huddle. Get in the huddle.